do I even enjoy that anymore? Am I just doing this because like, I feel like I'm supposed to. And I feel like a lot of, well, I know a lot of women do things because they feel like they should, mm-hmm. um, right. Not because they want to, or, um, and, and that's for understanding that's where understanding everything really comes into play. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. All right. Today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, we have Cherie Sauer. Welcome to the show, Cherie. Thank you for having me, Ani. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited that you're here too. So Cherie helps mom entrepreneurs go from surviving to thriving in business, faith, and motherhood. Her mompreneur mindset method uses a faith integration approach to tackle limiting beliefs, find balance, and grow profitable, sustainable businesses without burnout. She is passionate about helping moms discover their zone of genius and helping them remain present with their families. Cherie is an unschooling mom of two boys and a wife of 15 years. Her family seeks adventure while living full-time in an RV. Today, Cherie and I will be chatting about the mindset shifts that need to happen for moms to find balance in their lives. So excited for this conversation. So Cherie, tell us a little bit more about your journey and how you got to be where you are today. Yeah. So um, (laughs) my story starts, I was an athletic trainer, so I was in sports medicine, Um, loved that job, traveled a lot, lots of nights and weekends. And then I had my first child. And when he was eight months old, um, I traveled for almost six weeks straight. And I was like, I cannot do this. This is not sustainable. Um, and so I quit my job. I actually got right rehired in that position, had my second child. And again, just found my myself in that place of like, I just want to be with my babies more. I'm trying, I'm, I'm tired of missing Halloween and Thanksgiving and like those really special moments teething, right? Like I missed my first child's teething, his first tooth. And so it was like those things as a mom that you're like, oh, um, and so I literally just took a leap of faith and I quit. I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Quit my job. Um, that I had worked so hard for, had a master's degree um, in sports psychology and uh, loved my job, but I wanted to be with my kids. And so quit. I thought that it was going to be cupcakes and rainbows. I thought my house is going to be clean. I'm going to have dinner on the table by five o'clock and we're going to garden and we're going to cook together and my kids won't be so grumpy because I'll be around more. And it was not that at all. Um, and so after four months, I found myself at 
like a rock bottom that I have, I have never been like so miserable and mad and resentful in my entire life. Um, and I just, I remember just sitting at the kitchen table and just like crying out to God, like this can't be all there is. Right. I, I, I know you did not design me to have these children for me to resent them and for me to hate motherhood. Like I hate this. This is not this is not how it's supposed to be. Right. And, um, it was in that moment that I just, I was like, okay, something has to change. And so I really just started praying. I found a, a book and Annie, I know you're going to ask this at the end. Um, but it's called too busy not to pray. Um, that book literally like changed my life. And I was always the person to pray on the go, but I was always busy, busy, busy. I didn't even know what self-care was, right? As a healthcare provider, we are really good at taking care of everybody else. And we are terrible usually at taking care of ourselves and just moms in general, right? We, yes. we serve everybody else. Um, and so I didn't know what self-care was. I got to a point where I found myself holding my breath um, and I didn't even know I was doing it. I was stressed, but I didn't even know my body was stressed. Like I just had zero awareness of what was happening in my body, zero awareness of my, of my emotions and had no ability to be able to take on my kids' emotions. And so I just remember one point where I was like, if something doesn't change, I am physically going to hurt my children. And I remember like, just feeling like, I wish I could just be a mouse in somebody else's house and see like, Cause you see all these pictures on social media and everybody looks happy and like everything's good. And I thought, what is wrong with me? Why am I such a bad mom? Like, why is this so hard for me? <laughs> and I just, I thought it was only me, right? Like I thought it was just me. And as I, um, as I just started to open up about that story and just being more vulnerable and letting down my perfectionism and letting down my guard, um, other moms started to open up too. And they were like, Oh my gosh, yes. I thought I was the only one. And I was like, Oh my goodness, this is, this is big. This is so much bigger than we even realize that these moms who, right. I think there's a lot of focus and attention on the, maybe the lower income moms and the, the kids who don't have great families, great parents, but like we have these moms like you and I, who are struggling on a daily basis and are just putting up this show, not, not trying to pretend, right. But like just putting on this face that we have to hold it together and we have to look like we're perfect and we have to have our house perfectly clean. Um, and like, we have it all together. And in reality, a lot of moms are struggling. And, um, and so that's really where my story starts. Um, after four months of being home, my husband was like, do you maybe need to go back to work? And I'm like, I, do. I really do. <laughs> like being full-time home with my kids was not a good, I'm a high achiever. I'm used to checking things off the list. Right. Um, and so I did, I, I got a part-time job working two days a week and that was amazing. I loved it. I got to use my skill set and be away from my kids. And then when I was with my kids, I was a lot more present versus when I was home all the time, I would just find myself drowning out my emotions on social media. Right. Um, and so, uh, I got let go from that job and was like, I really want this flexibility of working part-time and being home with my kids. And that's what, um, 
that's where the idea of a business came into, into play. And so um, at that point, I was taking better care of myself. I knew when I needed to step away. I knew I was starting to become more aware of what my body needed. I was journaling and praying a lot more. And um, I was like, if I could just put together a box of self-care items of stuff that has helped me and give them to moms to help encourage them to take care of themselves, that would be amazing. And so that's how I started my business, Heartfelt Mamas. It started as a self-care gift box company. Um, and then after three years of that, I found myself kind of burnt out. Um, one, because it wasn't ever about the products for me. It was about the transformation that I wanted for moms. And I was realizing that they would get this box of products and services. One could be a massage or a facial, a free massage, right? And they weren't cashing it in. And I knew they weren't cashing it in because I had relationships with people who donated it. And, um, and I thought, what in the world? Like for me, it was about money, right? Self-care was, I don't have the money to go do and a massage doesn't have to be self-care that we'll, we'll talk about that more, but I, I couldn't process. I couldn't understand that. Right? right. And I realized that it was the guilt and it was the mindset that was keeping the moms from going to do the massage, right? They had it in front of them. There was no excuse My, <laughs> they had to find a babysitter um, and go make the appointment. But so many women are, are stuck in that selfishness. It's Mm -hmm. selfish if I do this for myself. And so I realized it was more about mindset than anything. Um, and that's when I started a transition into coaching and, um, my, my background was sports medicine and sports psychology. A lot of that was mindset. Um, it was, it was helping athletes get physically stronger, say they had an ACL tear, um, six to nine month recovery, they would be physically ready. Right. But mentally they weren't, it was like, what if I re-tear my ACL? What if I'm not fast enough? What if I don't get my starting spot back? Right. It was so much mindset. And so my, my sports psychology background, um, I think just really helped me to understand how to help people work through that and how to identify what's actually going on here. Right. Mm-hmm. We might think it's one thing, but it's really, there's a root cause. There's a deeper issue that's causing this. Um, and so that's kind of how my whole story comes together. That's kind of a long story, but, um, all important pieces, um, to what I do and where I'm at now. That was an awesome story. And it's, a culmination of like what you're doing now and like what you're on the verge of is all of that back history and that knowledge and that experience that you've had being able to help women recognize that they're worthy of focusing on and yeah and I I know lots of moms like will say I don't have time Mm -hmm. and when I first started my business I created a whole time management course because I was like you don't have time like I'll help you make time Mm -hmm. but when they have that time so many of us will do extra loads of laundry (laughs) fill that time with just doing more things and taking care of more people rather than focusing on themselves which as you found out when you do that, when you're able to give yourself that space, you end up being a better person for those people that you love and care for and your kids and your husband and your family. And 
Yeah. Yeah. That used to be me too. I don't have time. I don't have time to sit down and pray. I don't have time to do this. I still catch myself in that. I don't have time for this. And so it's like, we have to be really conscious of our words and what we say, and you're never going to have time. You have to make time. Um, You're never going to find it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So how did today we're going to talk about a lot about balance. Mm -hmm. And so let's start off with how do you define balance? Yeah. I, I, this is so funny because this is such a trigger word for people. People are either like, it doesn't exist. For me, I'm like, we have to take away the, we have to change the perspective about balance, right? It's not about perfection. And so when people think about balance, they think it's a 50% work and 50% life family time. And that's not, that's not balance. That's not how it works. And so what I teach about balance, and I like to bring um, the kind of medical side back, right? If you have never stood on one foot before, you're going to be really wobbly and it's going to be hard and your body's not going to have the awareness. Um, if you think of like the, you know, tree pose and yoga, um, it's really hard at first, but the more you practice it, the better you get, the more your body becomes aware of its surroundings and how it can self-correct, right? And that's what I think about with balance. And so it's all about self-correction and awareness. And so if you think about like a scale, I think about one side as stress and one side as rest, joy, those kind of things, right? So one side's negative, one, one side's positive. And so what I think about is what are the things that are creating stress And what are the things that give you rest and having that awareness? Because when you start to feel out of balance, it's because you're getting stressed because you have too much on your schedule, you're overwhelmed, right? Whatever the things that are stressing you out. But if you know how to offset that, then you're going to start to be able to, yep. And, and, and it will just start to come naturally. It doesn't have to take so much effort or thought, but it does take effort and thought in the beginning to figure out what works for you. And self-care looks different for everybody. Um, and even in, in business, I talk about this too, right. Of like 90% of your time, 80% of your time should be spent in your strengths and their zone of genius. And if it's not, you're going to start to feel really off kilter and off balance and feeling like you're pulled in a million directions. Um, and so like for some people, they can work 70 hours a week and be perfectly fine with that. They can have all sorts of things on their schedule. For me, I've learned I can't have a lot of stuff on my schedule or I get really stressed and overwhelmed really quickly. And so I'm aware that when I say yes to something, I know that I'm having to say no to something else. And so, and that's part of that like awareness. And so it's not about perfection. And I like to think about balance in seasons as well, right? Like it's never going to be a 50, 50, but you might have some seasons where it's more work heavy and some seasons where it's more family heavy, right? Summertime is probably more family time. Maybe when the kids are in school, it's more dedicated work time. Um, and especially as entrepreneurs, like we kind of get that control right over it. If you're working, that might be a little bit different, but that doesn't mean you can't find balance in your life. Um, you just have to have the awareness. I think about, um, if you're going to swim the English channel, I, somebody looked this up and I can't remember how much it was, but I always just love this visual. It does not matter how physically fit you are. It does not matter how good your nutrition is. It doesn't matter how much training you've had at some point. And it's like, I want to say it's like 26 miles or something crazy yeah. like that. Um, 
it, it, at some point you have to have some sort of rest, right? When your body starts to get tired, you either have to flip on your back and float for a little while. Maybe they have to throw you a life vest that you can float on for a little bit. Maybe if you're pushing yourself too hard and you're not listening to your body, you're going to have to get out and get in the boat. And if you don't do any of those things, you're going to drown. Right. right? And so for balance, I think about instead of feeling like you're constantly drowning and going under the water, like what if you could just bob above the water, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that we do that is by being aware of what, how to offset that stress and that overwhelm. Um, and that's really where understanding your values and your priorities comes in and then creating boundaries around that. Right. Something that, that lots of moms struggle with. Yeah. Setting the boundaries, that self-awareness, that knowing themselves like they don't even know what it is that they like or who they are. Once they put once they become moms. Yep. They yeah, it's like you forget what like what what do I even enjoy? (laughs) (laughs) Do I even enjoy that anymore? Am I just doing this because like I feel like I'm supposed to? And I feel like a lot of well, I know a lot of women do things because they feel like they should. Mm -hmm. Um right? Not because they want to, or, um, and, and that's where understanding, that's where understanding everything really comes into play. And so like I, the framework that I teach, there's, there's three parts, right? It's energy, managing your energy and really understanding what energizes you and what drains your energy. And a lot of that comes through your values because a lot of times we become reactive instead of proactive. And that's where I was when I found myself at rock bottom is I was just reacting to everything. Right. I was like, if we just had a better house, because everything kept breaking. If we just, if my kids just behaved more, if, (laughs) if, 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 then everything would be better. And it's like, no, we have to look inside. We have to go internally and really understand our values and what we value, because otherwise you just end up saying yes to things you yes. don't want to say yes to. And you have that uh, full schedule and balance isn't going to happen when you have that completely full schedule and you're running yeah. all over the place. Yep. Yeah. And you get, you get spread thin and then you're like screaming at your kids yes. and you're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> right, right, right. Um, yeah. So really understanding that energy, your values, and then increasing efficiency. And so this is where, um, I know Ani, you talk about this too, is like your priorities, right? Like when you can focus on your priorities over to-do lists, because our to-do lists are never ending, never ending. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> uh, uh, and so it's like you, you, you get done with the day, like you have all these things on your list, you get done with the day, and maybe you got three things done, but there's yeah. 15 and you feel like a failure. Yeah. Constantly feeling inadequate. Yeah. Feel through that. And so when you can really understand what you value, you can understand what your priorities are, and then you can even take it down to the day of figuring out what are my top three to five priorities today. Right. Um, because then you are more productive you're more focused mm-hmm. and you're less overwhelmed and you get done with the day and you're like, oh yeah, knocked it out of the park, right? Right, right. you can uh, let go of all of those things that aren't as important as you think they are. When yeah, you have 50,000 priorities, nothing is a priority. So you really well, have to Well, and we think that, you know, I think about like, okay, these are all the things I have to get done in a week. And so I think I have to get them all done today. And if you look <laughs> at it, it's like, I really have to get them all done today. 
in my mind, I say that's what it says, right? right. Um, I'm a big fan of brain dumping mm-hmm. because me too. We get it, everything just swirls jumbled. around in your head and you feel overwhelmed and jumbled and like everything has to get done. But mm-hmm. when you write it down and you actually look at it, it's like, oh, it's much more manageable. Yeah, maybe not so much. Maybe I'm making a bigger deal out of this than it needs to be. Right. I agree. Um, and then the last piece is that ethos, the, the beliefs, the mindsets around it. And so that's where, well, I can't prioritize working on my business because the laundry has to get done. I have to have the house clean when my husband gets home. I have to, um, you know, I should be volunteering at my kid's school or I should be volunteering at church. If those things fulfill you and you love doing that, do it, but don't do it because you feel like you should, yeah. right? Um, and so that's where the mindset and the beliefs really come into play. And this is where the boundaries, Ani, I know that as, as a um, therapist, like you said, yes. bound, bound, women have a really hard time maintaining their boundaries and keeping their boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you find this too, but this is when boundaries, when the same boundaries are pre- repeatedly broken, that's when there's a deeper rooted issue, mm-hmm. right? So maybe it's the guilt, um, that is making it so you can't put a boundary around your work time or self-care time. Let's say self-care because that's big for your audiences. Self-care time. When you repeatedly break that, there's, there's a deeper rooted issue. Maybe it's guilt or fear of what other people will think. And that usually goes back to childhood. Right. And I know Ani, you can speak to this. Um, And this is what I find with my clients too. And I'm not a therapist, right? (laughs) I'm a coach, (laughs) but I find this as well is when you repeatedly break those boundaries, it's because there's a deeper rooted subconscious belief. Um, and maybe it's, you know, your mom, uh, she was the perfect house mom, perfect mm-hmm. stay at home mom. The house was clean. Food was on the table by five 30 and she was at all your sports things, but she was terrible at taking care of herself. And so in your mind, a good mom yes. means You have to have a perfectly clean house for when your husband gets home, food on the table, and you are running yourself ragged for your kids. Um, And so, Ani, I don't know. Can you speak to that? Do you find that? Absolutely. Yeah. I I talk about about that a lot in the group is about redefining how, like how you define a good mom and really getting clear on that because that's going to contain a lot of your expectations which many of them are unrealistic. If you are so overwhelmed and overscheduled and you've got 20 like balls in the air, it goes back to that. Like what what are your expectations and how are you defining a good mom? What are you trying? What do you think you should be? And what do you want to be? Like separating those two. Yes, separating that. I love that. I think about like when I take people through um, finding their values is, I'm like, I want you to think about the characteristics of like, what type of mom do you want to be? What type of wife do you want? To be? And not what society says right. you should be, right? right? Like, who do you internally want to be? Who is God calling you to be? Mm-hmm. Um, because then it really helps you figure out like, oh, well, maybe I don't care if my kids are perfectly curated so I can get a picture to post it on social media. <laughs> That was huge for me, right? I use that example a lot. Like playing that compare game and you're looking at somebody's highlight reel and all their kids are matching with like perfect hairdos. And I'm like, what? what? That has never happened to me. Like, Well, and the thing is, is like the stress behind that, right? Like what you're not seeing. 
Yes. And I remember, I remember going to, a, this was like a really pivotal point for me. I remember going to a birthday party and I was super stressed out trying to, cause I, I was always running late. Um, mm. I was trying to get myself perfectly manicured. I had my son in a button up shirt and his hair was gelled and he looked, you know, he would, they were all like perfect. And we get there and I'm stressed out. I'm yelling at him to get out the door and, you know, and, and then we get there and it's like, and I have a a friend who's a bass, she's a division one basketball coach and they have three kids and and she walks in and they're like 30 minutes late. And she looks at my son and she's like, oh my gosh, her son's like, his hair's disheveled (laughs) wearing mismatching clothes. And, and she's like, man, she's like, I was telling, I was telling my husband, like, should we make him comb his hair? And and they were like, but we're already running late. So like, let's just get to the birthday party. That's what's important. And I was, and she was like, and then I see Hudson and he's got this perfectly manicured hair and he's in a button up shirt. And I told her, and I said, honestly, I said, that was the last clean shirt we had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you want to know the truth. <laughs> uh, but I mean, there was a level of like, I wanted him to look cute. Right. And, right. and so that was a really pivotal moment for me of like, why am I doing this? And who am I doing this for? Who do I feel like I need to, why do I feel like my kids have to be perfectly manicured to go to a kid's birthday party? They don't care. Right. I care. How does it reflect on me as a mom? If my child shows up with his hair, not combed and mismatching clothes that reflects badly on me. Right. And, and so I really had to like, look at that and like, but do I really care? Like, do I care? Is it? And so I had, I went through a period and right now you'll see pictures of my kids, like half the time the hair is not combed and, and it's still hard for me, but I have to ask myself like, okay, where are we going? Is this really important? Am I making this decision of how it's going to make me look, or am I making this decision because I'm trying to look a certain way or present a certain way for other people? And I think that's really important to understand, um, and why we make the decisions that we do. Yeah, I love I love that example. That was a good example. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty. Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. So what do you find is the number one mindset shift that moms have to make in order to find balance, in order to create balance? Yeah, um, really it comes down to so often moms think about how, let's say self-care as an example, how self-care is going to take away from their family. Mm-hmm. They're focused on the time that's going to take away from their family or the money it's going to take away from their family. But what if you thought about how is this going to add value to my family, right? So me taking 30 minutes or an hour away for myself or spending money to go get a massage or go to a therapy appointment, Right. right? what is that going to do for my family? And the reality is, is like the value that that's going to add to your family is going to be so much more than what is taking away from your family. And so it's just that perspective of 
what just looking at it in through a different lens of how am I going to show up differently when I take care of myself, when I allow myself to have this balance in my life, um, how am I going to show up? Am I going to be able to show up as the mom I want to be? Because right now, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably not showing up as the mom (laughs) you want to be for your family. Right. Right. I mean, in reality. Um, and so what do you need to do differently and just change that perspective? So very true. Cause moms, they do focus on what they're going to like, what they're taking from their family, that time and energy and, and money and all of those other resources that they are so focused on those negative aspects of what they're taking away instead of what they're going to gain and what their family's going to gain, how their family's going to benefit from the, and that was, that's part of my own story. Like realizing that, like, I was so focused on what I was like feeling so guilty and shame around wanting to do things for myself. That when I finally did, I recognized like, holy smokes, how come I didn't do this sooner? Because (laughs) there was so many different, different benefits. That was me too. And that's why when I realized like how massive that was for me, how I felt and how I showed up for my family. And that was kind of my whole mission with Heartfelt Mamas is, and even still as a, as a coach is helping moms to become the best versions of themselves for their families. Right. Because I knew that if I continued on the road I was on, my family was going to be destroyed. My kids were going to grow up feeling a lot of shame and a lot of guilt on themselves. And they were going to feel like horrible people because of the way that I was treating them because of the way I was treating myself. Right. Right. So we didn't talk about this question, but I'm, I'm really curious. Are there times that you feel that you're out of balance, even though you've learned the skills and the different ways to bring yourself to balance? Oh yeah, absolutely. Because it's not a perfection. It's not about perfectionism. Right. But the key is, is I can bounce back way faster. Okay. Uh, And that's that whole awareness of like, okay, wait a minute. I'm starting to yell at my kids. I'm starting to get a little snippy. What is going on? What's happening in my life? What can I eliminate off my schedule? Why am I feeling this way? And reassessing like, okay, what needs to change and how do I counteract this? Maybe it's just, um, you know, if I'm really tired and I'm grumpy, I just need to go take a quick power nap. <laughs> I do yeah, that asking yourself what you need. Yes. Uh, and really understanding what you need in the moment. And I think that's where self-care gets really um, tricky, right? People think, like you said, bubble baths and massages. And yes, that could be a small piece of self-care, but what does your body need in the moment? Not what you feel like you should do, not what society says that you should do, but like, what do you actually need in this moment? Maybe it's just, you need to step away. Maybe you need to journal. Maybe you need to go take a nap. Maybe you need to schedule yourself a massage because your body hurts. Right. 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 <laughs> so, um, yeah, I forgot what the question was, but I think that answered. Oh, about if, if you ever find yourself out of balance. <laughs> oh yes. Yes. Right, but, um, but, but the thing is like catch it a lot faster. Yeah. 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 I do yeah. that same thing. Cause I talk a lot about the superwoman syndrome. And like, I'm like, I still struggle with it. Like I, because again, perfection, like it's not, I'm not perfect. And it's still like getting that self-awareness piece and knowing like what I know is I'm able to come back from that a much quicker than I was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was. It's a journey, not a destination. Very true. Yes. Um, Yeah. The other day I had like, there were like so many things coming at me and I was Mm -hmm. like, (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I just need to go 
I just need to go lay down. It's the middle of the day, right? Like my kids need me. I have all these things that need to get done. And I was like, I can either like push through and shame myself and mm-hmm. continue to be in this cycle of yelling at everybody, or I can just go put my feet up and close my eyes yeah. and be okay with okay. that. But before I wouldn't have done that. Right. I, have to, I just have to push through and I have yes. to get it done. And it's like you, when you realize when you invest that time and you listen to what your body needs, when you come out the other side, I'm like, oh, I feel good. I'm refreshed. I'm <laughs> to people. <laughs> I can do life again. <laughs> yes. So going off of what you just shared, what is your go-to way to practice self-care? Like, where do you find yourself getting pulled to do more often? Yeah, you know, that's funny. I was thinking about that because I'm such a person who, like, I go based off of what my body mm-hmm. needs. Um, my self-care looks different all over the place. I used to be a big bath person, mm-hmm. like at the end of the night, if I was just tapped out because my body hurts and I love the warmth, we don't have a bath. In I our was earth. just going to say, you don't have one in the RV, do you? That, that was seriously like, that was like my number <laughs> one go-to. Um, and so that's had to shift. We do have a hot tub and a sauna here. And so a lot of times I'll go get in the sauna, like mm-hmm. if my body just needs warmth and I just need like just a moment. Um, but a lot of it for me is journaling, but probably even bigger than that. It's just like dedicated time to myself, right? whatever that looks like. Right. right. So at least 30 minutes a day, um, I'm usually always journaling at some point in the day, whether it's in the morning in the afternoon, the evening, I'm, I'm also a big, like a lot of people are like, wake up in the morning and do your prayer time. And I'm like, morning time doesn't work for me. I do it a lot of times at night after my kids are in bed. And so like, I think we, as moms too, we can get so stuck and they say, I have to do it this way. So I have to do it this way. (laughs) It's like, that's, that's not true. You can, you make it work for you. Um, but the biggest thing is, is like, I just need time and space for myself, um, on a daily basis, Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like. Um, and sometimes that's 30 minutes. Sometimes it's an hour. Sometimes it's two hours. It just depends on what my day looks like. So and I, and I imagine like me when I don't get it, like my family, like I know it and my family knows it. Yes. I, I've got to make that space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also a big um, massage person right now. Okay. I love massages just to like decompress a little bit, but my, my body like physically needs it. And so mm-hmm. that's really hard because it's like, that's $50 out of my budget every month. Right. But I'm like, my body hurts. And I just have a hard time functioning if I don't get that. And so mm-hmm. again, it comes back to that, like, yes, this $50 could be going somewhere else, but like, I really need, <laughs> I really yeah. need this. I need to be okay right. with spending that money on myself because I know that when I don't feel good, I'm grumpy. Right. Right. So, so you already mentioned the book. Why, yeah. why don't you tell us, repeat that book? Yeah. What? So, um, two, I I was having a heart. I was like, Oh, there's so many good books I've read, but it's like, what's the one that's had the biggest impact on my life. And it's definitely too busy not to pray. Okay. And it was like, I think my in-laws were having a yard sale and I just was going through their books and I just randomly found this because in that moment I was like busy, 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 busy. I didn't know how to not be busy. I like, I've been achieving since sixth grade, right? Like, I I don't know how to not achieve. Um, I didn't, I, it was always, I don't have time to like sit down and pray. Like, sure. I'll pray on the go and I'll read the Bible, but, um, that just like caught my attention. And so I read it and he talks about this journaling 
exercise. And I now teach this um, to my clients because it's so effective in my life. And, um, and I do it a little bit different now. And I tell people like, do it what works for you, but here's the format, right? Like here's the like generalization of it. And so it's, it's called acts is the journaling method. And it's a is adoration, like just writing down, like, how do you adore God? Mm -hmm. And he brings it into the scripture and why, why, why we should do these things. Um, and so I won't get into all that, but number two is confession and not confession. And that like, I'm a sinner, I'm a terrible person, but this was huge for me when my kids were toddlers, because um, and I think we all go through this, right? Like I had, like I was saying, like I had those, those moments where I was like, if something doesn't change, I'm physically going to hurt my kids. Right. I would yell at them. I would say mean things to them. I would just, I was just awful. And I didn't want to be that way, but it, and it would just reel right mm -hmm. over and over in my mind. And so having this ability to write down, like, I feel terrible because I yelled at my kids today. Please forgive me. Help me to become a better person. Help me to work through this. Um, that was like such a relief just to get it off and to get out of that shame and guilt cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and then T is Thanksgiving. And that was huge for me. I had mentioned I was resentful and I was like, if we just had a better house, if my kids just behave better. Right. And it was, so it was like getting out of that, focusing on the negative and focusing on what am I so grateful for right now? Um, and then S is supplication. So specific prayer. Um, and that is, you know, I, I would tell people, oh, I'm going to be praying for you, but like, I would forget. Right. Whereas writing it down, I'm like, oh yeah, I need to pray for this person. Yeah. And so for me, like I have a hard time praying in my head. I, I joke that like, I swear I have like ADD or ADHD or something. Cause my brain goes ping, 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 like to all the millions <laughs> of things that have to get done. And so this journaling method helped me one, just to brain dump and get everything out of my head. And to like, to really, um, grow my relationship with God and be able to really just be still and to listen to what he had to say without my brain going in a million different directions. Um, and so that book, I highly recommend it. It's so good. Um, and just the journaling method has been like such a game changer. And that is really what propelled me to where I am now. And I still do that method to a certain extent. Right. Um, and so, yeah, yeah such awesome. a good, I can't Thank remember you for sharing. who the author is, um, but yeah, too busy not to pray. Okay. So you have a gift for the audience. You want to share that for the listeners? Yes. So we talked about um, priorities over to-do lists um, a little bit already. And so this is a uh, PDF that'll walk you through kind of a brain dump and helping you assess like, okay, what should I be doing? Right. Like writing down all the things you want, want to get done in that day, or you feel like need to get done in that day. And, and it helps you categorize them, the things that you want to do, the things that you absolutely need to do. And then the things you feel like you should do like the laundry and the dishes, right. That ends up intercepting our work time or our self-care time. Um, and then helping you prioritize just three to five things in that day. Um, and everybody that has gotten this, I've gotten really good feedback from because it helps just to like not feel like you have to do all the things and really helping you hone in on what is the things that absolutely have to get done that are going to move the needle forward and right. whatever that looks like, whether that's yeah. your day, 
your work time, whatever that is. So it just helps reduce overwhelm and increase productivity. Awesome. So Sherry, where can people, where can listeners find you? Yeah. So um, I am at Heartfelt Mamas in Business on Instagram. Um, and then you can also find me at Sheree Sauer. So it's C-H-E-R-E-E-S-A-U-E-R um, on all. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram, um, and then I have a website. So pretty much Heartfelt Mamas or Sheree Sauer, you'll find me anywhere. All right. And I'm going to put all of Sheree's information, her social links and all of that in the show notes of today's episode. So definitely check her out. And thank you so much, Sherry, for joining us and for sharing your wisdom today on the Moms Without Case podcast. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. It was really fun. I want to share with you how I can help you get back to feeling like yourself so that you can love yourself and your life as a mom. If you're on the verge of burnout, feeling exhausted and overwhelmed by all the things you have to do, and you're so busy taking care of everyone and everything else that you have zero time for yourself, then listen up. You may have thought that when your babies were out of diapers, you'd have more time for yourself. Then as your kids grew, you thought that they, when they started school, you'd get back to doing things that you like to do. Well, now you're realizing that it's been way too long and your life has been so focused on taking care of it all that you can't even remember what it is that you like to do. And when you look in the mirror, you barely recognize the woman staring back. Well, I can help you. I know you can do it all. But why is it that trying to do it all is leaving you constantly feeling like you can't? You're trying so hard to keep it together on the outside, yet you're falling apart on the inside. I want to help. I understand what's happening because I've been where you are now. As a clinical therapist, a coach, and a fellow mom who was once drowning under the pressures of what turned out to be my own expectations, I want to share with you the tools and strategies that have helped me to reclaim myself and design a life I wanted to be living. Together, we will recover your sense of self. Imagine making time in your day to not only hear your own thoughts, but to recharge and feel alive. As we work to minimize mom brain, you will absolutely feel more centered and balanced. Right now, you may not even know what it is that you need or want, but soon enough, you will be able to ask for exactly what you need. You'll be able to engage in your own passions and interests without feeling guilty, and you'll find that you can be more present for your children, and who wouldn't want that? Not to mention, you'll finally be able to rest once you learn how to give yourself time and space to do so. Your relationships will improve, not only with others, but you'll love who you see in the mirror. Ultimately, you'll feel more confident about yourself, and you'll be more willing to dream bigger, leading to a more fulfilled life. But I need you to take the next step. Click on the link in the show notes of today's episode to see what days and times I have available so that we can see if taking the next step together makes sense. Book a call today to start your journey to reclaiming and loving yourself. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.